Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, and it's primarily about music and creative culture in London. Once again, my next live show is Tuesday, the 20th of August, at Road Trip and the Workshop on Old Street. It is Saddest Night Out Live number three, and there will be performances from Izzy, Kin Soul, Rose White and Jack, and myself. If you go to facebook.com forward slash saddest night out, you can find more details there. And I would love to see some of you listeners come down to check out what I look like in case you've never met me. That's Saddest Night Out Live number three at Road Trip and the Workshop on Old Street, Tuesday, 20th of August, free entry. Today's guest, well, the second of today's guests is one of those performers. Her name is Kin Soul. I am over the moon to get her on the podcast for this episode. We caught up after the open mic at the Nelsons. We were back in the basement and she had a lot to say and I was all too happy to give her the space to say it. I will catch up with you more afterwards because there's a lot to take in on this one and I really want you to do so. So without further ado, this is me talking to Kin Soul after the open mic at the Nelsons. Enjoy and I'll catch up with you afterwards. We are back in the basement of the Nelsons, but now the open mic has finished. I'm here with someone whose presence on this podcast is long overdue. I'm very happy I finally have an audience with them. Will you please introduce yourself to the listeners? I'm Kinsoul. Kinsoul, when did you first come to London? I first came to London out of my mother's womb in 1991 because I'm from Tottenham. <laughs> and when did you first start making music? Okay, so when people say this, it's really hard to like say when because I feel like it's part of my culture in general. Like growing up Rastafarian, I did African drums, still pans in primary school and secondary. Um, uh, my sister sang, my brother danced, you know, but it was it was just a matter of when was I confident to confident enough to say, yeah, I can do this because I don't think I can sing, but I taught myself to at least do backing vocals. Yeah. Um, I rap like it's, it's something I've always done. Everyone does it. You do it at the school table, you know, with the grand in and <laughs> mystique, you know, when everyone used to be like lyrical membrane, you know, like Alicia Dixon, yes. you'd just be like rapping like that. Like. <laughs> So it's kind of always, but I wouldn't say I've taken it seriously or believed in myself to be able to do it until very recently. And I can't say exactly like what year it was, but as soon as I saw that the industry was, well, hip hop had become like the number one genre over rock and stuff like that. So obviously a lot of businesses or corporations were taking advantage of more kids off the street, but also it became very oversaturated with just rubbish. (laughs) Like there's actually bare crap and everyone keeps saying this is amazing and it's not. The beats are amazing and producers need more recognition by far. But what people are rapping, what people are, how the flow is, it's not good. It proper isn't good so as soon as I saw that I was like okay you can be successful then my voice is fine because my problem was I don't think I have the voice for this mm-hmm. like it was always that it was it wasn't hard enough like for rap for me um so yeah and then I just heard people sound just really bad so I was like cool it's time, <laughs> it's time. I so can't let me get this straight anymore. so you first when you were first listening to it you're like at first you were just in, influenced like, by it then once, you thought yeah. my voice doesn't fit into this but then you thought, this has just gotten to a point where it's so bad, it's I so have bad. no choice, but I, I need to no roll cho- my sleeves. I have to, 
because this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I save this genre. But that's the same thing with me being a DJ. I would just stand in the clubs and I'd stand with my arms like this and just watch and the dance floor would be like full of just men because the DJ would just play constant drape kind of thing. Like, And it would just be boys in the middle while the girls are at the bar and you're like, this isn't a vibe. This isn't getting everyone together. So I was just like, I need to start this party. I need to read the room. I know exactly what I could put on right now. That's the type of vibe I'm getting. I just feel like, um, yeah, I just like being part of uh, hip hop culture in general. So DJing, rapping, producing as well? I don't produce because that's a headache. Fair enough. <laughs> no, no, it's like, um, it's the way, it's just the way it is. I just feel like I, I'm learning everything. I'm teaching myself to sing. I'm teaching myself a better, you know, how to rap and express myself. I'm teaching myself, like, um, managing, like, my own self and everything. And I just feel like it's so much to learn. I haven't got space to do other things because I'm also DJing and that is a headache in itself. Resourcing songs and getting cue points and this, that and the other is a headache. And the reason why it's a headache is because it's not enjoyable anymore. There is no hip hop culture. The proper isn't. There's no, you go to an, like, you might go to an open mic or whatever, or you might go to an event that's a competition for Grime Daily or um, Link Up or something like that. And then you find that it's all for, um, the visual effect of getting it on Instagram so there's no actual vibe or atmosphere going on at the actual place when you go to do these things it's just we're going to get good clips for Instagram and it's like but there's no vibe there's no person on a DJ there's no soul cypher hip hop cypher there's no um, instruments that are just banging and we're all jamming there's none, none of that anymore and that, that's just really upsetting yeah. <laughs> so I just like to be a part of it and I think that's just a person in itself so when did you first perform as Kin Soul? I mean, what capacity was it? Right, the capacity was kind of a lot because I did a because I came to back to London from Manchester because I was living in the north. Um, <laughs> um, so I came in November and literally as the day I came in November, I think it was thirty first. I did a performance for um, Coast to Coast. It was a competition that's run, um, and I came third because it's a scam. <laughs> Keep that in there. It's a yeah, scam. <laughs> I wouldn't do it, man, because they kind of try, you've got to raise your money, so I think I raised that like, £300 for the tickets, like, actually got a lot yeah. of people in, and a lot of other people did, but it's, no, it's not good, because at the end of the day, we all, that the, the audience was angry that I came third, and the audience was angry of the person who came second as well, because both of us should have been, like, one and two, or either, you yeah. know, the person who came first definitely was not the one so then that keeps happening at certain competitions I'm seeing and um, even people make mistakes like and go oh sorry and show it on the stage like I actually put hard work into having stage presence making sure my vocals are good and I don't run out of breath and um, you know like all these different things that I just don't think people do and they get so much further because of their production a production that they don't even give the producer credit for it's very frustrating <laughs> I really appreciate where you're coming from because a lot of people I haven't I don't think I've heard this perspective before where someone is literally just like I feel like this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong this annoys me this yeah. annoys me so look no one else is going to solve it so let me just get in yeah. there and lead by I'm example I'm angry like I'm literally angry that this hip hop culture isn't doesn't exist it proper doesn't and and people who like to say it does it doesn't like um I'm trying to create something now um where I can have a soul cypher and hip hop and we can jam and just enjoy the atmosphere. Not, oh, you know, um, this person's up, um, give your Twitter handle, give your thingy handle and all that stuff. 
because I keep going to that and it's really annoying. And that's not in the case of this open mic because this is a literal music open mic that's open to all genres and gives a different taste and everyone can contact and it's all cool. But there's, I'm talking about when it's something by us, for us, and it ends up not actually being for us or by us because it's owned by someone else. And then you're like, hold on, this is a trap. This ain't real, like the carnival. So have you had any experiences that are what you're looking for? Like, I understand that you have seen a lot of things that don't tick the box for you and you want to go and make your own thing. That's the problem. I don't think there is. I mean, mean, this is the thing. It's not negativity. What it is, is basically observing. I observe so hard. I am passionate about the culture. I want to be involved where um, it's not pay me £50 here or £100 for this video. I want us to be like, cool, you're a producer. You're a singer. I'm a rapper. You're a DJ. Oh, you can play a guitar. Let's come together and create a, a just greatness and jam and create music. But it doesn't really matter about that. It literally is about clout. Mm. it's all about clout I give someone my Instagram and they look at it they see 720 and it's like oh you must not have anything going for you little do they know that all those 720 people are people I've met and that's a mixture of producers and engineers and managers as a DJ it's event managers it's literally like real good contacts and networks that actually get me on lineups and jobs and all this stuff so it really is perspective and everyone else having this weird I want the bag I want money like I want likes thing that no one wants to admit is wrong because it everyone's for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so if the mass is for something, if you say something against it, literally everyone's gonna be like, you're hating, you know, you're hating, that's it. Like the internet is great. Yeah, do you know what? It actually was great in 2006 to 2011, 12 times, but like it kind of feels like the internet, just like real life, has been gentrified. <laughs> it's like it used to be a place you could play like people who don't fit in can talk find other forums it's like oh I know I don't know, know you or whatever it's like people can talk um, if you don't if you're into unicorns you find someone else who's into unicorns and you won't feel judged about it but now it's a place of like just judgmental people cancellations over sensitivity um, teaching the youth that depression is who you are and that's okay instead of telling them you know you can come from this and we've got to work into a positive direction and it's changing your mentality it's like it's weird it's just not right and then you have older people my problem especially with hip-hop is that you have older people dogging on all the younger people saying you ain't right you ain't right you ain't right and this is rubbish instead of being like let me teach you how to do this let me teach you how to to turn tables and to to scratch and to um, present your work a different way or to play the saxophone they don't want to pass on the wisdom and so that's another annoying point because then yeah it's being oversaturated with untalented people but it's untalented people with potential that no one wants to teach and they have to self-learn off youtube YouTube ain't a good place. YouTube is, again, oversaturated with different opinions that aren't facts from professionals. It literally is just a bunch of white noise. And then on top of that, it's like having a teacher virtually. So it's like you're in school, but you're even taking away the human part. I don't think it's a better home learning experience. I think it literally is like, I can't learn like this. I want to see someone and someone be like, that's the culture. Here, this yeah. is how you turn tables. Like back, in, like I want to hear someone say back in my day, you know, without like, but then show you something. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you challenge them, and then you know you challenge each other, and it's like new school, old school, you know. But nah, and it's just a cycle. And I'm getting to that age now where I'm, uh, I'm past the whole 
the 18, 21 year olds <laughs> yeah. getting on. So now I'm seeing the disconnect between the youth, my age even, and then the older people. It's weird. It's just a constant no one accepting each other. It's a constant, that's the negative point. Not me acknowledging that the negativity is there. It's there. <laughs> you've taken aim at a lot of targets there. Well, I can go in. <laughs> and you've got a lot of talent as well. You've been fantastic at these open mics. I'm very excited to have you perform at my next show at Road Trip and the Workshop, 20th of August, ladies and gents. It's still wah, wah. time. Where do you start? You know what needs fixing, but you're just one person. So with your two hands, I get asked where do you lot. start? I get told a lot that you can't do it in general, which is weird. My thing is the youth, like right now, example, you had two artists up there just now and they're both 21 and one's from Italy and one's from Coventry. They both have beautiful voices. I contact them and I'm like, okay, send me your, vo- your songs for, um, so I can play it, put it in my DJ pool so I can play it out to the people. And then on top of that, I'm re- literally trying to create this soul cypher hip hop thing. It's likely going to be at Box Park, but we'll see. I'm just trying to see what I can do. And then... Um, all these people I mean all these kids who actually care about music and care about and put work into their um, craft that's the problem you're seeing like people are confident enough today literally saying I don't care about the craft I care about you know the bag literally I can name Cardi B has just said it and Blueface has said it they both said it it's about the bag that's a problem for me because then that's disrespectful I take this seriously it's hip hop like it's done a lot I feel like you have to understand that I come from Tottenham so that's been gentrified the carnival I've seen that now it's been gentrified you know like who's running that like I'm just a bit like everything is being taken over and it's just being replaced with just crap and it's annoying that we're being fooled into doing (laughs) doing it like it's like it's the same thing you've seen in the States for the past 40 years since hip-hop has started. You know, they get young, impressionable boys from the hood or whatever, give them an advance of 100, like 1,000 or something, and then make them, uh, they do a one uh, hit wonder or maybe get to two or three, and then they're, they're treated like crap and they're yeah. nobody anymore. They lose their money and they're back on the street. It's just been adopted again in the UK. I'm seeing it over and over again, just that it's being adopted by us because you have like Warner Bros or whatever and then underneath that you might have a, um, a sub, um, you know, like yeah. record label that's fun, done by a grime rapper or whatever and then that person has learned the industry and then he takes advantage and then he does little show, you know, like little competitions or whatever to show that he's still down with the, um, the kids or, you know, we're still about our original business plan of helping, you know, the people off the street but that don't get no clout but you've got other people doing drill or whatever who's got millions so what are you talking about? You have the potential to make that big, but you don't. You're not shining light on that. SBTV, you're selling like some of your stuff. You sold it. Now it's different. It doesn't feel like there's a home for anything. And that's what I want to change. I just need to get people together who are like-minded because from old to young to whatever in the in-between, there are so many talented people who the light is not shining on. <laughs> it's not. I mean, you're very much <laughs> preaching to the choir. That's why I'm sat with you with this phone right now. I'm just like, I'm surrounded by talented people. Yeah. What What can I physically do to try and just get the word well, out there? You're doing it. You pretty much do. Well, as are you. So if there's anyone who's listening to this, who's felt motivated by your words, how can they join you in your course? How can they reach out to you and help you out? Well, you should add me on Instagram because yeah. I always talk with everyone. So Kin Soul Artist, that's my Instagram handle, Twitter, um, Facebook, all of that stuff. Um, 
it literally I do talk to a lot of artists I'm talking to a lot of singers right now yeah a lot and really good singers and they all seem to be around 21 you're just uh, looking to collaborate with them help it's them with collaboration but it's also showcasing so for instance there's a young man that now who just turned 18 he hasn't really gone clubbing he doesn't really know the scene all he knows is that um, is all the stuff that he's seen on YouTube and stuff like that and um, what people like so he's actually a conscious rapper but at the same time I see him being swayed by um, popularity and thinking that he has to do a certain thing in order to be heard and I just feel like I, I leached on him so quick <laughs> I was like listen you don't have to go that way you don't because if you look at J. Cole Kendrick Lamar Logic and all them stuff it's a process it literally is a marathon yeah <laughs> especially absolutely. when you're doing conscious like rapping and so it's a marathon so yeah. you may get the worst numbers on your first release of your EP but then it will get there eventually and someone will hear it and it's so much patience but you have to understand that you're here for to be heard and you're here to make music you're not here for the clout and you're not here for the bag <laughs> Kinsol, when if or when you run for government you've absolutely got my vote that was one hell of a manifesto I'm going to be a dictator for real Maybe and I'll this is me right. in my unimpressed way as well like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But thank you so much for speaking to me. Kin thank Soul you. Artist is Sorry, I'm usually you. jolly. Maybe the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Got really emo in this one. <laughs> no, no, I felt it. I felt it. And DJ I appreciate Sirens. it. Jay Sirens. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Hit them with the ones and twos. Bass line, line, line. There you go. That balanced it out. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. And that was that. Thank you once again, Kin Soul, for your time and for your candor. I was absolutely on the edge of my seat drinking in every word that Kinsol had to share because her experience is very different to mine. I'm not that ex- I'm not that well steeped in the world of live hip hop and rap music in London. I've been to a lot of shows but they are primarily rock shows as you can hear from quite a few of the episodes I've recorded for this as well as the open mics but hip hop focused shows that's a bit out of my wheelhouse so I was very much getting an education in this episode which is why I I didn't feel a need to interrupt unnecessarily. Just let her speak her piece because I I was learning there and there was a lot to learn. I hope you can see why I'm so happy that she will be joining us at Saddest Night Out Live number three, Tuesday the 20th of August because this is an artist who has a perspective, who has a point of view and is not shy about sharing it, whether it's to the beat in her lyrics or just talking face to face. And... I can really appreciate someone who is principled, someone who isn't just shrugging their shoulders and, hey, whatever happens, happens, I'm just here for the ride, I'm I'm just here. No, she's here with something to say. This whole episode was basically her manifesto, and she doesn't mince her words. She knows exactly, she doesn't speak, nothing felt unnecessarily negative or like she was taking jibes at anyone. It came from a place of passion. This is coming from someone who clearly cares about the spaces that she is in and wants to see them thrive, wants to see the people in those spaces thrive and right now is inundated with examples where that isn't happening. She's not wrong. When I was hosting the night last night, when I'm hosting the night, I'm hoping that I can foster an environment where the artists can talk to each other and maybe connect and maybe something can happen. Every time I looked up at her table, it was herself and I think maybe three other artists from the night who were sat with her. That isn't often, that not often, but that isn't always the case. 
It's great to see. It's one thing to intend to create that atmosphere. It's great to see it literally happening before your eyes. And the two artists that she was talking about, one from Coventry, one from Italy, I think she said. One was Nyota, the other was Zamian, and they are two people who I'd love to get on the podcast as well in the near future. In fact, Nyota is one half of the duo Izadi Izadi, who I think I have had on the podcast once upon a time at the Littleton Arms. So I'd have to go back through the archives to find that one. But Kin Sol, man, listen to it twice. Listen to it three times. This is someone who I've often talked about how I, I think I've often talked about how I wouldn't mind having this podcast turn into a radio show of some sort, if it could translate into that. I feel like Kin Sol, Radio 1 Extra, how, how could you not want to give a voice like this the biggest platform you could possibly give it? So I'm happy that I can do what little I can and humbly offer up the little platform that I've accrued and share it with a voice like hers. Thank you once again, Kin Sol, for your time. And yes, Kin Sol Artiste, if you have been moved by what she has to say, reach out, let's work together, let's build the future that we want to see. I'm trying to do it in whatever little way I can. And after talking to people like Kin Sol, I know there's a lot more work that I could be doing and that I should be doing. And hopefully over the course of this podcast, you will get to witness me doing it, as well as catching up with people like Kin Sol to see what's happening to them next, how things are going, if they still have the same fire in their belly, if they're still after the same targets, or if they've seen some change, be it positive or negative, watch this space and let's work together to make that change happen. Just before we spoke, in fact, before Kinsol performed last night, she shared with the audience that she'd recently had some very bad news. One of her, a dear friend of hers, had passed away in the most unfortunate circumstances, and that's me putting it extremely lightly. That person's name is Natalie Critchlow. I will put a link in this episode to the article on the Telegraph website that explains her situation, because... It is absolutely tragic. And there is also a GoFundMe page that her family has set up because they are in need of help. And I'm hoping if you've been moved by the passion of Kin Sol on this episode, you will check out the link that I post in this episode as well. You'll see what it is that I'm talking about because it is her who shed a light on the situation last night. She didn't have to. She could have just taken the stage and said, hey, I'm Kin Sol. Here's my music let's go but such is the height of her social consciousness conscientiousness that she felt compelled to share this situation that a dear friend of hers and her family is in and i feel compelled to share that with you as well so do check out the links that i post in this episode do check out kinsol artist kinsol artist so i don't know why i said that weirdly i think i was caught between artist and artiste do check out kinsol artist on social media and do come to the show saddest night out live number three tuesday 20th of august at road trip and the workshop on old street kinsol will be there i'll be there and we'd love it if you could join us that's all from me on this episode and for today's episodes please do let me know what you think I can be reached on email saddestnightout at gmail.com or on all social media at saddestnightout, all as one word. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you again, Kinsol, for your time. Do check out the links in the episode and I'll catch you on the next one.
Take care.